Okay, welcome back to J&J on Sports. Yet another episode. Good to have you with us. Hi, Joe. How you doing? I'm fine. How about you? Doing well, doing well. Fine Saturday afternoon. Or not afternoon yet, morning. <laughs> yeah. Well, morning. Well, the thoughts are going to be in action later today, but for now, this is the best we have. Yeah, I know. But to start us off, there's an interesting stat that I learned in the last game or two for the Bruins. Three Bruins goalies posted shutouts in the same year for the first time in 2009. That's right. Can you name all three goalies from 09? Yeah, because I uh, put them down when I heard them. Oh, <laughs> okay. Gotcha. Rack, Thomas, and Fernandez. I, wow, are we old. I haven't even thought of the name Manny Fernandez in probably 10 or 12 years. Well, he only played about half that year anyway, because I believe he stepped on a puck in practice, which actually ended his season. Um, it was just a freak injury, and that's why Tuka Rask was called up in 2009. Funny story. Can you believe, yeah, can you believe though the time he was actually in Providence and we didn't know him? I know it. I actually have his bobblehead from um, a Providence game I went to. It might have been with you, Julian. Um, I was thinking, I have, I have a, yeah, I think you and I went to that game. That was I think, the game that the school gave us the option to get tickets to. Right. Remember, there's a blast from the past. The game, they sent home the Flyers of the Providence Bruins game. There were like four or five games you could choose from and choose yep. how many tickets you wanted. Yep. That was impressive. Yeah, so, and I think I think I think I got that bubblehead from the game we went to. I still have it. It's still uh, it's still in my room. Oh yeah, mine's in my room too. But you <laughs> know, Minton Bach. It's uh Minton Bach. I think I took out my brother took out one. I can't remember if I took out mine, probably not. Okay. And another another funny story. I went to a Worcester Sharks game back when they played in Worcester. Or do they still play in Worcester? I don't even know. No, they they relocated to San Jose. They play in the same place as the Sharks. They're called the Barracuda. Okay. They play at the SAP Center with the Sharks. Well, back when the Worcester Sharks played in Worcester, obviously, um, I went to a game there and I actually got a Joe Thornton bobblehead. Um, so I have a Joe Thornton bobblehead and a Tuka Rask bobblehead. Both AHL affiliate bobbleheads. Kind of funny. Yeah. Well, I remember we went, I went there once, uh, one time ago now, many, many years ago. I went there because my brother was uh, playing before the, the shot game, hours before the shot game. He played a game on their ice, I think. And then we went, watched the first two periods, and since it was a school night, we went home early. I didn't really have a choice. My mother was driving a car. So she made us go home. We were down two to one to Hershey at the time. It was mm -hmm. the end of the second period and it was getting late. My mother drove us home. And with 1.7 seconds left, the Sharks tied it. Wow. But Hershey won in the shootout. Well, hey, just to get a point out of that's pretty remarkable. Yeah, but still, imagine if we'd have been there. If we'd oh, been I know. There, that would have been that fun. That place must have gone berserk. Oh, for sure, for sure. One second left on the clock. Oh yeah. Talk about adrenaline, right? Oh, for sure, absolutely. Wow, are we old? <laughs> the both doc that we can review—they haven't been doing all that well. 
in this week? No, they've been uh, they've been kind of back and forth. Um, they'll lose a game, they'll win a game, they'll lose a game, they'll win a game. That's the way that it's been going. Um, you know, I mean, if they can, like I said last or a few days ago at this point, just go 500 during your rough stretches. If you can do that, and then you can manage the storm, and then once you get back on a hot streak, you'll be a good team. You'll make the playoffs. And right now they're going 500. You just hope that this is their rough streak as opposed to what they'll consistently do all season. Yeah. They got the win last night. I don't know if that's a spoiler alert to you, but they no, got no, the win. no. I just happened. I finished the game just in time, and I okay. ran. That's why I was like two minutes late to the Zoom session. So, what do you think about the uh, what do you think about the bullpen right now, Julian? Well, they kind of scared me the other night. Yeah. Well, they went I mean, from six two to six five. Right. And how about the other night too? Uh, last night, Ottavino blew the or two nights ago, Ottavino blew the game. Um, Oh man, the, you mean the 7-3 lot? Yes. Oh, that was one we should have had in a bag. We had that one in a bag in like the six. Yes, we did. And the thing is, I mean, that's what, eight earned runs by the bullpen um, in the past two days. So, I mean, do you think it's just a hiccup right now or do you think that this is, could be an issue? Well, one should hope it's only a hiccup. Mm-hmm. Remember, we've only played about three to three and a half weeks in the season. That's right. Not, it hasn't, we haven't played for a whole lot. Right. Just like when people were panicking after we were swept by the Orioles in the first series, people were freaking out saying this is it for the season. It's <laughs> one month. Yeah. We, we started off kind of poorly in 2018 on the West Coast. Look what happened there. We won 108 games and the World Series. You really can't say this is the way it's going to be after three weeks. That's fair. You do want to accumulate wins early in the year, though, because there have been seasons in the past where if they fall behind the eight ball, then they're catching up and they just never quite get there. Yeah, remember all the games against uh, the Rays are stacked up later in the year. Right. I think the next time we play the Rays is in, like, July. Yeah, I think something crazy like that, yeah. After the All-Star break, they'll see them constantly. They'll be down there all the time. Mm-hmm. It'll, be, it'll get annoying, too, because, I mean, they're they're a pesky team. I mean, I know that they're not playing amazing right now, but they're good. Oh, they will. They'll do really well. Yeah. Uh, so, on a different note, uh, what has gone right for Oakland? <laughs> That's won, a great question. That is a yeah, great they've question. Won, they've won 12 games in a row, is it? 12, 13? So you told me 12 about 20 minutes ago off the air, and I was flabbergasted. I didn't even know, because they're a West Coast team, so I don't stay up that late. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't stay up that late either, but I do watch the – I read the score, but I read the tickers mm-hmm. while I'm watching the game. Right. Say, you know, the Oakland won like 5-1. Uh, six one. This is yep. the eighth win in a row. That, those well, those California teams right now the best is the best product in baseball. It's just unfortunate. Oh my, oh my gosh! It's unfortunate those, that we can't watch and, them play. Yeah, them, the Dodgers, and the Padres are the three big teams out there. Don't forget the Angels either. I mean, they got Trout and Otani. I mean, those two are are much watched TV as well. Oh yeah, because Otani is a two way player, right? right? Yeah. I was listening to Dave O'Brien do the game this morning because I didn't stay up either. I went to bed around the eighth inning. 
Yeah. Around the time of what would have been the eighth inning, I I watched the uh, Bruins instead of the Sox last night. But as did I. That, that was, was bad decision. That was a bad idea. <laughs> if I had wanted to hear Dirty Water, I should have tuned to the Red Sox. Yep. Because they scared us, but they got the job done. <laughs> well, a win's a win, I guess. That's what they say. Yeah. Although yeah, sometimes you feel less good about it than you should. Especially, especially since they haven't been doing that well in the last week or so. They've been up and down and up and down. Yeah. Yep. And I, I was, so with the Red Sox, I was interested to see how they would respond after their little winning streak. They're not little winning streak, their nine-game winning streak, which is rather big. Yeah. Well, um, compared with Oakland, that's kind of small. Yeah. But I wanted to see how they would respond. And since that nine-game winning streak, obviously they were nine and three at that point. They're 13 and eight. So what does that make them? Four and five since that winning streak? Yeah. So, I mean, they're a game under 500 since they won a bunch in a row. You got to hope that they can kind of pull it out, win a few more in a row um, to right the ship, you know? Yeah. Uh, let's see. Who else, is, who else is on that list coming up after the... the um, Mariners? The, the Mariners. That's right after the weekend is over. Uh, New York Mets. They're okay. up there next week. They're going out to Queens. Mm-hmm. The Rangers, we'll get to see the Texas Rangers new stadium for the first time. Sold out, probably. That's 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 oh. another story. I wouldn't be surprised. They, uh, um, they, they have full capacity. Yeah, I was amazed when I saw that. Yeah. But all of these, every team in the MLB has some people in the stadium now. Mm-hmm. Some There's people. There's no empty Texas. stadiums like there were last yeah. year. Texas has all of Yeah, that's something that I, I'm glad to see go from 2020. Yeah, that's that's for sure. The shortened season and the empty seats was something I didn't really like. <laughs> yeah, I was torn about the sock, the MLB in July. Yeah. You know, when they said, we're finally playing baseball, I went, woohoo, baseball. And, and then they said, no fans in the stands. And only 60 games. Yep. Is that even worth it anymore? 60 games? No, you're you're playing about 40% of the season. Yeah, that's two months. That's Mm -hmm. roughly two to three months. That's barely anything. Yeah, I mean, it's just a taste, really. Which is why why I think the series is a COVID trophy. (laughs) That's fair. That's fair. You don't agree with me about the... NHL, but I think the MLB series was not legitimate. 60 games, after 60 games, what? That's not a fair assessment. Well, I will say, Julian, that the best team in the league did win it. So, well, yeah, the most talented team. uh, Los Angeles, that's true. But one has to wonder what else would have happened, how the season would have gone, if the playoffs would have been different. Yeah. After 60 games, the both sides were 24 and 36 and missed the playoffs. You know mm-hmm. that. Everybody knows that. But if we had played 120 games, yeah. what, would have been, what would have been different? Maybe we would have been, I don't know, 70 and 50, something like yeah, that. Yeah, we would have had to go on a big streak, but it's possible. Yeah, but we could have done a little better than 24 and 36. Mm-hmm. Oh, and guess what? After the Rangers... Uh, about a week and a half after the Rangers, Oakland's coming into town. 
hopefully they're not still on a winning streak. Because by not by then it'll be like 25 games. Yeah, I'm sure their magic will run out by then. If not, then you got a big issue on your hands. Yeah, that'd be uh, that'd break their own record. I think the record right now is 21 or 22 games, and I think they had it in 2002. Yeah, if they're still going at like 25 games at that point, I think they need to be investigated for sign stealing. Yeah. The Red Sox were investigated and the Astros were investigated for sign stealing because they happened to win a lot of games. Oakland should be subject to that too. Well, the Astros also made it blatantly obvious that looking back, it's pretty incredible how nobody noticed in the moment with the, with the trash banging. Yeah, but still. Yeah. I'm surprised that they that they don't point that nobody's pointing that out with the uh, athletic ridiculous winning streak. Yeah. Imagine if Boston went on a 20 game win streak without Cora. True. They try to hold they try to hold off the season. <laughs> they probably would. Yeah. Put the season on hold. I don't care how much money we lose. We got to investigate Alan Cora again. <laughs> So I really do wonder if this team is incapable of losing because just, they just keep winning no matter what. They probably win with nobody on the field. <laughs> yeah, well, so, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, Oakland doesn't scare me that much, and I hate to say it, but they don't have a ton of talent. I feel like um, they've always been on the cusp. They've always been a wild card team that's fighting in that wild card game. They'll get close and... Maybe lose, maybe they'll win the wild card game and then go to ALDS and lose there. I mean, they, they've never really made a huge run. The only time I can remember them actually doing something was 2005. They made it to the ALCS. They played the Detroit Tigers and got swept right out of the right out of the ALCS, and that was the first. Wait a minute, 2005. No, no, Boston played Chicago. Sorry. Yeah, Boston played Chicago in 2005. 2006. I apologize. Yeah. But that, I mean, that's 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 all they've done, really. I mean, they're they're a good, they're a competitive team, um, but their magic will run out, in my opinion. And they probably they'll probably make the playoffs, but what will yeah, they do? They'll probably they either they or I think Seattle, one of those two teams, will win the AL West. Yeah, I don't think Houston's got it this year. Really, they're not quite as no, they're not quite as good as they used to be. I think they'll still win it. Um, if not, it will be open. I don't see Seattle making it. Uh, I don't think they're very good. Um, I mean, maybe uh, maybe the Angels because they have decent pitching and they have Mike Trout. But yeah, the uh, they'll find a way the, to lose. Yeah, Seattle is not the 2001 team it was 20 years ago. No, and they haven't even been close in those 20 years. For those who are listening and haven't uh, don't remember this or weren't around for it, I wasn't around for it. You weren't either. No. But yeah, Seattle won all of 116 games. And then got promptly beaten by the Yankees. Well, the Yankees beat everybody back then. No, I it know, went, but how do you how do you win 116 games and not make it to the World Series, Julian? That's just that's a big loss. That's a that's a huge loss. That's a that's a failed season. That that really is such a failed season. If you win 116 games, win the division by like August 30th. Yep. You should win the World Series. You shouldn't be taken out in the first round. And don't forget the wild card team that year was Oakland, and they had 102 wins. That was a wild card team? Yes, because they were in the same division. And they were 14 games behind the 
the Seattle Mariners, and they had 102 victories. Yeah, that <laughs> that got to be quite the thing to win 102 games and not be the best team. Yeah, that's probably got to be some sort of record, like the most wins while trailing by 10-plus games in the division or something like that. Something like that. Yeah, there's no way that's not a record. Yeah. We talked about the Red Sox. They lost 4-7 this week. But they did win last night. So at least there's something good that comes <laughs> out of that. that come, we come into a uh, podcast with a good feeling. Yeah. Yeah, we got something to look forward to. You just hope that bullpen kind of straightens out. I know Matt Barnes has pitched really well this year, but he had a tough outing last night. night the night before that, it was Adam Adovino, who actually pitched well um, this time around. He got he got out of a, a big jam in, I think, the eighth inning. Yeah, we did. They got out of a huge jam. They were up 6-5, to five, and Seattle could have blown it open. They could have made it like 8-9 or nine to 6. Yeah. And scared it again. So... Night before last was inexcusable. The last, so night before last was inexcusable. They had, yeah, it. they had that, that in the bag. That was easily the worst loss of the season. Um, I mean, Seattle won the game seven to three, and they had three total hits. Yes, seven to three in ten innings. Seven to three in ten innings, and they only had three hits all day, all yep. night. So, can you imagine what Alex Cora would have said? Uh, Dead in the locker room after that game. Uh, words that we cannot repeat, Julian. Yeah, words, words, that, we yeah, words that we can't say on a podcast is not R-rated. <laughs> exactly. And I'm sure that Bruce Cassidy had the same word for <laughs> the Bruins last night in Buffalo. Oh, for sure. Oh, I mean, if you lose to Buffalo at any point, I mean, you're gonna you're gonna get reamed. Yeah. The night and before the- last. They crushed the Sabres 5-1. And I was expecting something akin to that, mm-hmm. you know, last night. Before well, they night. scored the – going to the Bruins, I mean, they scored that early goal last night. And you think, okay, well, they're going to cruise to another oh, big – Oh, this isn't going to be an easy one. They won the night before 5-1. to one. So mm-hmm. you figure it's going to be another, you know, 4-1, 5-1, But here's the thing. If we're thinking like that, then so are the Bruins. And that's what happened. They they let their foot off the gas pedal yeah, and they, allowed Buffalo to get momentum. And then it was five to one Buffalo at one point. And then the Bruins woke up and realized, oh, wait a minute. Uh, oh, no, that, no this is not supposed to happen. Yeah. This is a team that hasn't been in the playoffs in a decade. Yeah. And then, they, then the Bruins woke up and realized, oh, wait, we got to win this game. And then they scored three and goals in a matter of about three minutes to make it a five to four game. Yeah, but by the time they realized something was wrong, it was in essence too late. Yeah, it was they had late. gone into the third period. They had gone into the third period. What were they down? I think it was one. three to one. Yeah, they were down three to one. If they had gone into the third period with the fire that we saw in the middle of the third period, they would have might have at least gotten the point out of that, if not one. They would have won. They would have won because I mean, it was five to one at one point. Then they made it five to four within three minutes. Yeah. But when it's five to one in the third period, it's all but too late. Pretty in much. Any, no matter what team you're playing. I did have hope though, because I mean Taylor Hall scored to make it five to four with about three minutes left, and I was like, oh wait a minute, oh, we have a chance here. Yeah, this is yeah, this is Buffalo we're talking about. Yeah, and when they and then win, we went empty net. When they we win, empty- it's a surprise. <laughs> yeah. Then we Fresh- went empty net, and. Um, Let's see who uh, who was it? Pasternak gave the puck away. Yeah, 
and uh, and that was all she wrote. Uh, you think he got a code red after that? Well, he should. He's been playing very badly the past 12, 13 games. I mean, I think he only has two goals in those past 13 games. Yeah. Yeah, we, get, we took penalties, too, that we shouldn't have gotten. Yeah, we've been taking a lot of penalties, too. I mean, the game before, so two nights ago against Buffalo, we took, I think, six. Last night, I think, another four or five. So, I mean, they got to clean that up, too. No Bergeron also kind of hurt the penalty kill last night as they allowed two power play goals. So, Yeah, and I was was hopeful because we got a big body back last night. I know. I know. Kevin Miller. But, I mean, here's the thing. I mean, when you don't have Patrice Bergeron, you're basically missing your heart and soul. And it yeah. showed last night. I mean, without Patrice Bergeron, you couldn't you couldn't stop the Buffalo power play, which tells you how important Patrice Bergeron is to this team. When he goes down, your team goes down. Yeah. Not to make excuses because you should you should still beat the Buffalo Sabres regardless of Patrice Bergeron being on the ice. But it's like losing to the Coyotes. Losing to <laughs> the Coyotes is pretty bad too. I know they made the playoff last year. But for the last several years, they haven't been doing particularly well. The only time the Coyotes did well, um, it was the weirdest year, weirdest, weirdest playoffs, I think, ever. Um, it was 2012. They actually made it to the Western Conference Finals. Yeah, as lost a, to LA. Yeah, I think they were a five seed. They lost the eight seed Kings, who eventually won the Stanley Cup against the six seed uh, New Jersey Devils. I guess it was the postseason mm-hmm. of upsets. So. Yes, really. Well, we went in. Remember, they lost to Washington. You were there for the game, Gavin, you told me. Yeah, you don't that, need to remind me. That was that was one of the worst feelings ever. <laughs> yeah, that was the only series in which every game that was decided <laughs> by a single goal. One goal. And that went to seven games. Yeah, the only reason why it was, the only reason why they won that series was because of Braden Holtby. I mean, that guy just had our number from, from the get-go. Everybody, Braden Holtby has had our number for years and years and years. Yep, and then it's not it's not irony that the year he leaves the Capitals is the year we start winning hockey games against them. No, 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 no. I know, I know there's no coincidence. Yeah. yeah not, no, there's obviously a connection there. For sure. <laughs> well, this is going to be a shorter episode because I think that's all it covered. All right. Uh, the uh, wait, we forgot to talk about the NFL draft. Oh, jeez, that thing. Yeah, NFL draft, the biggest waste of life ever. Pretty much. I mean, I don't know how half these people get their jobs, Julian. If I'm if I'm being honest, like Mel Kiper, this guy goes and does predictions on who people will draft. He could get seventy five percent of the picks wrong, and he'll still get paid hundreds of thousands of dollars to make the wrong predictions. I don't understand how he gets paid just to just to predict who what teams will do. I mean, I think one I think one mock draft he had the Patriots trading down and then another mock draft he had them trading up. So I mean he'll eventually be right. But I mean if you if you have five mock drafts, I guess you'll hit on thirty percent. Yeah. I tried to watch the NFL draft one year. I told you it was awful. Yeah. You know, last year I watched it in full because there was nothing else to watch. And that was right during the pandemic, and it was really the first big sports event um, that like was, that was televised since before everything hit. And so I sat there and watched the whole thing, and boy, was it painful. Even even when even when I was starved of sports, 
it was still painful to sit through because it was 20 minutes of people talking about some guy who might be good. Yeah, this is one we didn't talk about before. The jersey number change in the NFL, the rule change. Yeah. Did you hear that Tom Brady's all upset about it? Yeah, I'm seeing that. Belichick, Belichick doesn't like it either. You hate yeah, well, the, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. They'll lead to a lot of bad football, is what Brady said from, this is from Twitter. Yeah. Uh, I think it's Twitter, just social media, but... Well, my rebuttal to that is, he thinks, he, he his argument is that the young players won't understand or, like, won't pick up block assignments because of the number changes. My rebuttal to that is, what numbers do you think they're wearing in college? I mean, they, they in college, there's no number rule. So a middle linebacker can wear number 37 or could wear number 99. It doesn't matter. So, I mean, I don't I don't think that the young players will be affected through this number change rule. It'll be players like Tom Brady who have been used to looking at middle linebackers with a number 53 and assuming that that's the middle linebacker. All he has to do is prepare for the season, look at the numbers, as he does with every other thing. He's one of the most prepared players in football, and he'll be fine. So I, I don't understand his, why he's upset. Is it just another thing that he has to pay attention to now, which is making him upset because he's forty, going to be 44? I don't know. Oh, this is from Bleacher Report. I'm going back to the NHL now. Going to looking for extra stories to talk about. The Seattle Kraken, which for those who don't know, is the new team that's showing up next year in the Western Conference. Yeah. Which is why Arizona is going to move from the Pacific to the Central next year. All the divisions will have four teams in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm so glad. Hopefully there's no Canadian division next year. Hopefully, there might be. Oh, I hope, I hope the COVID business will be as gone as possible so that we can have Montreal, Boston matches again, Toronto, Boston matches again, because those are must see hockey. I don't know why those aren't. Toronto, Boston isn't on NBC more. Yeah, I mean, I miss the Montreal rivalry, especially now that they're starting to make the playoffs again. They're on the way up. That'll be fun. Yeah. Those series, you know, those series almost always go to seven games. There was one series that I can remember that was Boston, Montreal, that was a sweep. That was 2009. Sweep. Yeah, 2009. Because then we lost to Carolina in the second round. Yes, that was did. one of the more painful losses. The double overtime game seven loss. On a fluke goal. Yeah, that was tough. Yeah, that was, what were they, like 40 seconds away from going into triple overtime? I think I it was know. to go to double overtime, to be honest, Julian. What? I think it was, I think it was, first overtime and I think they were going to go to double overtime had they oh no no I, I don't believe I don't believe so I think that they were almost I okay. think that they almost went to triple overtime okay let's see 2009 Bruins this is going to find for you the playoff little trivia question who scored the first goal for the Bruins in that game <laughs> Oh, I don't know. It was Byron Bitts. I don't know if you remember him. Do I not remember? Of course I remember him. He was the first goal of the game. The Bruins won nothing. And then Carolina scored two. And then we 
tied it Milan Lucic with about eight minutes left or something. So anyway, what I was saying was, this is from Policia Report, NHL Kraken sued by the Seattle Kraken Barn Lounge over name trademark violation. They sued them for $3.5 million for irreparably harming a brand, according to Seattle Times. Mm-hmm. It's a punk rock dive barn in Seattle. Okay. Wow. After all that, they went through to find a name. <laughs> hopefully, they'll change to a better. Hopefully, they'll change to a better name if they happen to lose this lawsuit. I know. Hopefully, and they have to change this name because Kraken. Out of all the names that they had to choose, that they had their their fans choose from, that one was probably the worst one on that I list. I agree. I agree. Would have preferred the, the Cougars. Honestly, with the one I was hoping that they would choose. Cougars mm-hmm. and the Eagles, they sound like, it sounds like more of a wor- worthwhile name, a team name, not the Kraken. I don't mind, I don't mind the colors, but if they have to change the colors, then they probably red and orange. Yeah. That's what I would have imagined for right. their team. Right. I think that's about it. All right for this week. We'll see you next week. Hopefully there'll be more news, better news. Hopefully we'll do a little bit better next week. Because some of those games that we shouldn't have lost. Absolutely. We're playing Sabres, what, one more time? Two more, I believe. Two more. Well, with all the COVID postponement. That's why, you know, that's why we had three consecutive games against the Sabres in yep. Buffalo was because of the postponement because of the COVID testing and the COVID scares that happened earlier this year. Right. I just hope they play, what is it, tomorrow? Mm-hmm. I think they play tomorrow. Yeah, I'm so messed up. This is Saturday, April 24th. I keep thinking it's Sunday. All day long, I thought it was Sunday. <laughs> so I thought, oh, good, they're going to play it three, and then I realized it was Saturday. Yeah. Yep. You know why? Because having to push off the podcast messed me up. Yeah. And the three games against the Sabres that weren't originally supposed to happen. Yeah. yeah it feels like a baseball series when they do it that way. Oh, and there's one other thing that did mess me up, that we started the Seattle series on a Thursday, not a Friday. True. Most of those shows start on Friday. Yep. It's true. So we'll see you next week. Hope you tune in next week to J&J on Sports. Have a good week, everybody. See you later.